Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, live on YouTube. Uh, my name's David, I'm holy misogyny complex Batman, it's Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. <laughs> oh dearie me, what have we done? Uh, my name's Simon, fortune and glory kid, fortune and glory. We'll get that by podcasting, right? Uh, more than we will um, saving, quote unquote, um, Native Indian peoples from other Native Indian people. Yeah. Ooh, let's get into let's get into this gross movie. Uh, so can I can I start can I start because we're doing Temple of Doom, and I was all I I saw it on Disney Plus. It came up and said, "Brilliant, we're doing you know like we've got Indiana Jones now," and so. I thought, excellent. Like, I've seen Raiders relatively recently. I watch Last Crusade, like, at least three or four times a year because it's my favourite. And so I thought, oh, let's just do Temple. That'll be fun. That'll be a laugh. I haven't watched this in, like, 15 years. It's going to be... Oh, no. Oh, God, I've forgotten how racist it is. Oh, God, I've forgotten how misogynistic it is. Oh, I've forgotten how, like, sometimes it's just kind of boring. You know, and it's just so dark and everything's... I mean, there's literal child slaves in this movie. So I want to apologise. It's not even the most problematic or upsetting thing in this movie. No, I want to apologise mostly to you, Dave. (laughs) Because I feel like like you've had had an experience with this movie. You know, we say a lot, like, this is a movie where I'm just looking at my phone, whole minutes have gone by (laughs) and I'm not watching and it's just like... I got a pizza for tea earlier and I was like, Ross Ross jokes about this all the time. Like, just leave the movie running when I went to pick it up. Like, maybe I'll just do that. Maybe I'll just leave the movie running and then I'll save myself 10 minutes. Maybe I'll go and have a cup of tea or I'll go to the toilet. I'll just leave it running. It's fine. I'm not missing anything. It's okay. Yeah, I know. And that's never a good sign. Uh, I I did, however, uh, use the time when I wasn't watching this movie uh, while it was on to uh, come up with a list of alternative and more accurate titles. Oh, this, these these are these are off the off the cutting room floor. These are the ones that they were gonna they were gonna go with, but eventually settle on Temple of Doom. Okay, right, yeah. So um, I'm ready. It's the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Divorced Guys Who Hate Women. Um, that's a strong contender. <laughs> right, hold on, uh, two seconds. Indiana Jones. Can you do it in the voice of a 1930s announcer? Is that possible? Indiana Jones. No, I don't have the energy. I don't have the energy. Uh, this movie has sapped me of my 1920s okay. commentator voice. Okay, okay, right. Uh, right. It's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Racist Caricatures. Um, <laughs> it's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Our Hero Desperately Grabbing at Kate Capshaw's Tits. <laughs> it's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Dead Friend? What Dead Friend? <laughs> I never had a friend who died. Oh yeah, the it's Indiana start. Jones in the Temple of White Saviors. Lots of them. Oh, um, and it's oh. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Unlimited Aeroplane Fuel that defies <laughs> logic and reality. <laughs> I mean, that last one is particularly egregious. Of all the things, of all the of all the things you've listed, the aeroplane fuel. What's, ha- what's happened is is your your aeronautic nerdery has kind of like infected me. So a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, every time I've watched this movie, it's never really occurred to me that I'm geography is all right. I know vaguely that Shanghai is on the east coast of China. China's a pretty big country. Um, This movie takes place in like modern day Bangladesh, uh, what was then North British India. Uh And I'm like, that's like, I don't know, a couple of thousand miles. (laughs) And then this plane apparently flies that all in one go or they stop to refuel i worked it out by the way i did the maths i know you did i'm so proud of you um i don't have the plane name in front of me but this plane does about 580 miles to a tank of fuel or did in in 1930s when this came out when this was set sorry uh when this came out um it it would have had to refuel five or six times to get from shanghai to where there's still fuel in the tank because they they vent it all out of the plane where they crash land in the Himalayas, more or less. Well, it looks like the Himalayas, but again, that's a bit... That doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, well, it, you know what? You know what? It's it's more so... egregious than the fucking raft, Sam. It, 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 don't, don't. Let's not. Let's... All right. 
what I love, what I love about this film is that it has completely broken you in a way that I wasn't expecting at all. Because usually it's Ross who comes on with the pedant cast immediately after five minutes. I mean, everyone, everyone's tuned out at this point because they're like, well, these guys are just get. They're not even talking about the big issues of this movie. No, we are going to get into the minutiae. Plane it's like, oh yeah, tell us about, it. tell us about the plane. More, tell us how more. many miles it gets to the gallon. So t- t- I think it is outrageous. That's very outrageous. Equally outrageous is are all the other things that you referenced in your in your <laughs> your your made up titles because this is like one of those movies that I I I honestly genuinely had a better memory of this because I haven't seen this in a long time because generally I avoid it because it's not you know like it's it's just not oh, as fun. Sam, if I'm going to watch it in Summer Child, I know um, it, this is a proper innocence movie if you watch this as a kid which i did so many times right you don't know you don't know about misogyny you don't know about systemic colonial racism um <laughs> being a child slave looks kind of fun like yeah exactly that's a laugh, exactly you know? like, oh they're digging in a mine that'd be a, in laugh. a cave cool um, although inside i went down an actual mine like an old mine when i was a kid uh, and it's haunted me to this very day. Um, yeah. So maybe not for me. Maybe I didn't think the slavery. You, did, you did grow up in Yorkshire, so I assumed that that was just like school for you. Is that right? Pretty much, just yeah, that's what you had to do. It no, it, it, just... it shows it shows in your illiteracy anyway. So <laughs> so, so so when I when I again I I thought oh, well what Temple doing that's going to be fine. Of and all the Indiana Jones movies, because I've seen them, this is the one I haven't seen in so many years, and I thought that we may, maybe there was something there, you know. But, but, dear listener, I was, I felt fully vindicated in this decision for the first thirteen minutes. Like I was like, because Dave's been texting me fucking twenty four hours moaning about this. I'm like, oh fuck, oh, oh, come on. And then in the first 13 minutes, I am just loving it. I'm loving I wish you wouldn't, anything goes. I wish, I wish you wouldn't portray me like that, Sam. I quite often effusively text you in the middle of the night about movies I love. It just This just didn't happen to be one of them. I know. That's fine. No, no, no. I don't know. Because what you've got to remember, you've got to remember, is this is, this is Sam in pre-13 minutes, right? After this point, it all gets terrible. It all gets terrible, and I and I and I and I am right right there with you in in the absolute just misery of the rest of this movie. But those first the first thirteen minutes of this movie is is rip roaring. It's an absolute classic. It's just amazing fun. Like anything goes. The fight in the with the balloons and the ice everywhere, and like the machine gun with the big symbol thing into the. The street chase, short rounds driving the car, it's great. On the plane, you know, Laoshe, uh, shipping, fan, Dan Aykroyd. Like, I am so invested in this point. I'm so excited. Credits roll. That was a great 13 minutes of Indiana Jones. Fantastic. <laughs> well, that's what you said. Isn't it? you said uh, turn it's, it almost the biggest, it's almost the biggest turn off and flaw of this whole movie is that... Um, so I've been doing a bit of reading about the, the movies in general because I also watched quite a lot of Raiders uh, last night uh, rather than watching the end of this movie. Um, <laughs> and when... So George Lucas and Steven Spielberg have got a lot to answer for, and we'll get into that, I'm sure. Uh, When they wrote Raiders, basically, they had loads of ideas for set pieces. They had the idea for the, you know, all the basically all the fight scenes and all the stunts and all of like the action they had ideas for, but they didn't really have like a plot to tie it all together. So they hired um, Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote and later wrote Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Or before he wrote Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, they wrote they they hired him to basically like fill in the gaps, the plot gaps, and like write a movie. And home run, what a movie! What a tight, like good screenplay. Um, and this mm. movie feels like they did the same thing, except they then didn't hire Lawrence Kasdan because he well, didn't they... want to do it. No, and so they hired somebody else who just. Well, it's written by George Lucas, story by George Lucas, and I think there's like yeah, that's the same. I think the same as Raiders, where he had a basic idea for it, and then it was adapted into a screenplay by somebody else. By someone else, yeah. I think that Kasdan is obviously premier screenwriter in the eighties, especially, and like 
these guys didn't do a, as great a job, or maybe they didn't have, they couldn't stand up to Lucas as much, and maybe remove some of the more um, offensive elements, or maybe yeah. kind of like tried and crowbar. Because that's the biggest issue with this movie, aside from the misogyny and the racism, which again, we, that's that's going to be the bulk of this podcast. Oh, chapter, yeah, chapter two incoming. Yeah, yeah. The biggest, the biggest flaw of this movie is that there's no reason anyone's doing the things that they're doing. I don't really care. I don't know why Indy was in China. That seems interesting, though. They're there. They're solving this mystery. Except there's almost no mystery to solve. There's almost no archaeology going on. Um, we don't get any speeches about the Brotherhood of the Cruciform Sword. You know, nothing like that. There's no mystery here. It's well, just this horror movie that takes place in this like haunted <laughs> mine, basically. It is. It is a horror movie. I, I'm reminded of Ross's very funny bit. I can't remember what episode it was, but it's basically so. Indy's in China. Oh yeah, and there's a diamond. Oh wow, that sounds cool. But you know, forget about all that. Forget about that. So, forget about that. Indy's in India. Oh, uh, okay. Um, interesting. And there's loads of kids missing, right? And like it just goes on and on like this. And then there's like and it uh, uh, and and you're never really you're never really I think brought um, back from the heights of the first thirteen minutes. Because the actual plotting of this is pretty poor. Like they're in India and they manage to get like lost or whatever. Or they're looking for the, you know, the, um, they're looking for this what they call it Shangri La or whatever the the thing is. And like the, the, there's not any there's not any drivers for the for the character. There's not there's not the an good impetus. guys and the bad guys are simultaneously not really after anything. No one's actually there, anything. but they're sort of there. The bad guys, and they're like, "Oh, this indie guy's here." They want Let's a bunch of stones, and then we kind of fall into the plot from there. But there's no maneuvering. Uh, it's not much of a road movie, which the other two movies, the good ones, oh, are absolute road movies. We are wonderful. moving around. We're meeting different characters. We're doing different things. Time, you know, passes in between us doing these things. Yeah. And what does and what so makes common... this film seem quite stodgy? And just honestly, it just. Give me a villain with a bit of pathos. Give me a villain who, like, give me a villain speech. Let me understand why this guy's do, trying to do what he's doing, other than, like, he rips people's hearts out, and that's really scary. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's true, but why? Why is he ripping people's hearts out? What's yeah. his end goal here? Well, yes, he's do got talk... his child slave man. He's got his Willy Wonka factory, but they produce dirt, <laughs> not chocolate, right? But what's the end goal? What is the ultimate aim of this guy, other than to have this gang and murder people for fun, seemingly. Yeah. They I don't do think talk they nail about... the, the magic stones. No. Enough. There's not enough mythology. There's not enough of our archaeology, made up archaeology. There's just well, hold on, hold on, because you're jumping around. I know, you, I, know, I know you're excited and you're angry, but you're jumping around it because... The, so what do, what do the Thuggy uh, clan want, right? Because this is a real thing, but really they're just thieves. Like The word want... Thuggy is real, yes. Yeah, and that comes from... We obviously get the word Thug from, from that, which is cool, but nothing to do with this movie. And like, I, there is a line where they say, "Oh, we want to take over India or something to that effect," but we're never shown that. We're also, I think, the biggest problem with the whole baddie thing is that we need like a figurehead. I think having the Sultan be a child is a huge error because it basically means that he could have been part of the. Um, uh, you know, he could have been the, the the figurehead of evil with the violent guy. You know the Kalimar dude, his henchman, and that's all. That's always a good dynamic, isn't it? Where you've got the Overlord, who's gonna, who's got this grand plan, this vision. Doctor Jones, I will take over India, and I'll do it with these stones, just like we see in the other movies. And we could have the psychopath, who's the enforcer, going around doing all the nasty shit. And it's like so straight away. There's just the, all these little story beats that I think that someone like, as you say, Kasdan would have been able to pick up and say it doesn't really work you know like the the old the, the only reason that indy's doing this is because of he feels sorry for these people these wretched people in the village as the movie just you know displays them just absolute like and obviously india not a particularly you know full of poverty and all that so it's not to say and that especially when the british were in charge yes but we because we don't humanize them 
because they are literally dehumanized <laughs> like they are made to be like this horde of zombies basically surrounding them these these white saviors like it's just you don't connect to it you don't connect to the village really and i think that's a big problem so then why is anyone doing anything that they that they want to do the, the bad guys don't have a point and neither do the good guys that's a big problem isn't it after th especially after 30 minutes of fun well it's like i said it's the biggest flaw in that there's loads of action and and generally it looks pretty good all of the stunts are pretty good but there's kind of not a lot in between it um can we talk about the let's talk about the the first 13 minutes just in a bit more detail because that's the most irritating part of the movie because it's kind of like after that the wheels are off and we don't really care but in that moment it's like a oh it's indiana jones and he's having a james bond type adventure and you expect him to start playing baccarat at any moment yeah. um and that's really cool it's like you like said oh, there's a big diamond and and oh they've poisoned him oh this is really exciting there's a car chase and and that I think is is maybe sort of part of their making it this episodic sort of serial, and it works really well. And then we're just done with it. <laughs> like Lao Shea doesn't come back as like a oh well he finds out India isn't dead and maybe that could be the culmination is that no you know Lao Shea's behind it but we don't get any of that I and mean, it's just kind of and we're off and he's kidnapped this child from China. Yeah. Yeah, I suspect it's an attempt to go back to those serials where, you know, like, last time on this Indiana on Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah, we had, and we would have, sometimes you do get, like, a kind of snapshot from before. You start halfway through an adventure, and that can be a useful, like, tool sometimes. Um, but, I mean, we see it in, uh, we see it in Last Crusade a little bit, don't we, with the flashback to, to you know, India's as a kid. So, that movie uses the prologue as it is to set up the rest of the film whereas this just abandons it i mean the the guy whose friend you know i'll be having the last adventure indeed he says as he dies in front of us after four seconds you know, he's three lines. <laughs> we never heard of him again and indiana jones does not seem bothered no one cares about it they're all just and and it's it's just a weird it's a weird feel even though I think it tr the the tone that it sets in terms of anything anything goes, all that is like is glittering, literally everything's popping, and I think that also probably contributes to the problem that when you get to India, and when there's all these kids disappearing, <laughs> and it's like it's, you know like it's just a heck of a lot more fucking miserable than, than it was in. Uh, in, in Shanghai so yeah and I guess part of that is budgetary and I guess it's George Lucas also maybe we're lucky it didn't take place in China because I can only imagine it would have been more racist somehow I, um yeah it wouldn't have been better would it <laughs> let's, let's, no. let's be honest yeah uh so let's talk about uh Kate Capshaw for a minute um speaking of racism which we'll get back to because it's the larger part of this movie yeah. uh let's do misogyny um, Ooh, misogyny. Welcome to misogyny cast. I feel uh, like they wasted Kate Capshaw in this movie. Um, well, am I right in thinking that she she gets one punch in this movie? Is that right? Yeah, on the, she punches on the, Indy on the minecart. Oh, uh, yeah, and she punches Indy at one point. Yeah, punches Indy, but I mean, like, actually, she gets to do something, which is she punches one guy at the end and knocks him off the minecart, and that's after you know an hour and forty five minutes. Um. But other than that, I don't think she has, like, anything to do other than to be the butt of the jokes or to be laughed at in some other way in terms of, oh, look, she's hurt herself or indeed. Or any, she you doesn't know, like... have any agency to start with, which is always a problem for women in movies, um, yeah. especially going back to What's she 80s. in control of? Yeah. Well, literally nothing, because she's working in this nightclub where it's kind of implied that, you know... she She's, she's yeah, she's on the... She's, she's a piece of meat for this Falao show. Yeah. Um, and then she's used as a literal piece of meat, a bargaining chip, when Indiana Jones threatens to kill her several times. Uh, then, apparently, but the poison of Indiana Jones is a, is a bridge too far. And... <sighs> We get the really like, I paused and rewound this because I was like, I'm sorry, what? 
that in the car when he's trying to get the antidote from it, he is grabbing Kate Capsule's tits like a drowning man. It's quite astounding. <laughs> and like and it's far in the mo you know, obviously like in the context of the movie it makes sense, but I'm like, yeah, couldn't have shot that in a different way that was just a little bit less rapey. Um and no, then he kidnaps says... this woman and takes her to a different country where she's subjected to all of this torturous stuff. And it's like, <laughs> why does she have to go with him in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. Why does she not just leave? I mean, there's so many points where, you, again, you think, why is anyone doing anything that they're doing? Because if I was her, you've got someone who speaks English in this village. Let's say, you you know, you don't, you get off the um, the the plane before it takes off. Okay, that's fine, but let's let's let pretend... like, mm, that was stupid. You're fired. Yeah, let's pretend that didn't happen. And we were in India. Like, there's someone who speaks English in the village, so you could probably figure out how to get to Delhi. You don't need to go on this adventure with this guy. But you could even have some agency of it being her that decides that they need to help these people. I mean, it's Which just trophy most... and like playing on like gender roles. Yes, of her being a woman and therefore more sympathetic. But it's not. And then they go and stay at this castle. And she doesn't really want to go and stay at the castle. She wants to go to Delhi so she can get a flight and get out of India. And and then she decides she wants to sleep with Indiana Jones, which I guess I buy because it's a 1984 Harrison Ford. But like... uh, it doesn't. It, 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 there's no setup. There's no setup for this. I was actually shocked how quickly they went from bickering and arguing to, oh, you've got a nice dress on. And even still, not don't like each other. She has a terrible time at dinner, which we'll come to in a second. We'll come to the chilled monkey brain. We'll come to that because I think that's on the racism. It scale. is. That's the racism. Um, she has a she, oh. hold on though. She has a terrible time at dinner, and then she goes back to her room. And all of a sudden, she's she's fucking uh, on in the heat. You know, like just going, and it's like, well, where did this come from? We have no, we have no attraction between them it's, up until this point, and it's like, it's very strange. I think their chemistry in these scenes is pretty good, um, but a lot of that is again, it's a 1984 Harrison Ford. He's a startlingly attractive man. Um, I'm not sure that's up for debate. It's just a, a fact, especially was you know the second half of the movie where he's not wearing his shirt, and I'm like, my, um, I do, declare. you know, and everyone is. And so you can kind of buy it from that point of view, but it comes back to the question of screenwriting of like, what does this character want? Yeah. And seemingly all the horrors that have happened, she's kind of forgotten. And then from this moment on, once Harrison Ford gets jumped, again, all agency is gone because she's essentially kidnapped for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's... She doesn't I, I even think... get to steer the minecart. No, there's there's no there's no a child gets a... to steer the minecart. <laughs> sure, gets to do. There's no role for her in this movie. There's no there's no like pivotal scene where she gets to unlock some kind of mad you know some kind of um, um, puzzle or there's no like there's we're not even given any information about her in terms of like what is the what is she good at. Or because well, it's the if... departure from Raiders and and the difference between this and Last Crusade. In Raiders, Marion is a, she... you know, the very first thing we learn about Marion is she can drink anyone under the table. She's beating people up. She's clever. She's educated. She knows as much as Indian. She won't put up with his shit. And she's, that's where that character she's... starts off. Yeah, that's what's so confusing to me is that we go from Marion, who is like one of the best. I think she's. I mean, you know, is. Yeah, you could probably, in fact, you could critique it quite readily in terms of still not great on the misogyny scale. But at least she's got stuff to do. She's fucking stabbing the French, uh, the French guy, and she's, you know, she's getting pissed, and it's like she has got fire. And we have interesting things and facts that we know about her, and she doesn't like Nazis and all these other things that we can just rhyme off. And with Capshaw's character. I, the, the, I just I really struggle to think of what she's she's a singer she doesn't like getting well dirty. fortunately Sam uh, I have I have confronted this um, this riddle um, and I have some startling fresh off the presses information uh, about <laughs> why this character is as she is and again um, 
na, 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 na. Uh, spinning spinning newspaper thing. Um, <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> I think both George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were getting divorced when they made this movie. Ah, right. Uh, yeah. Like they did that typical thing where they became really successful and immediately divorced their wives for much younger and more attractive women. Mm. Um, men, we're the worst. Um, and so, and it really comes through in this movie that, like, it's not just that Kate Capshaw is a non-character. She's kind of there to be ridiculed and to be, you know, bad at what she's doing and all of that and and stupid and ineffective and all she really does is scream. And it's like, yeah. and I think a lot of that is maybe coming from this obviously latent anger that Spielberg and Lucas had towards women at this point because of what was going on in their real lives. I can't see any other way that explains it quite as concisely because this was this film was written by husband and wife duo so you've got to think like a woman was involved in writing this movie and yet it's one of the most misogynistic things i've ever seen yeah it is it is i mean it, it's it, i think it's particularly shocking as we say because of what happens in um raiders with marion but also going forward what happens with uh, the Elsa. contrast to Elsa and and to the the last movie, which just in tone, just in feel, is like a it's just it's, it's such a lighter movie. It, it's just the funnest Indiana Jones movie there is. It's my favorite because of that reason. So I think you're right to say that. In, it, I mean, I think Lucas has said like because it's is it Marsha Griffin. I think he was married to who edited Star Wars. Yeah, and then they got divorced. Spielberg was going out with uh, split with his girlfriend and you know what like like you, you just really wonder about like hollywood men you know and what they able, what they're able to achieve and get away with because of their success and their power and it's galling really isn't it it's galling that these these fucking these men can make entire movies with with catering with you know teamsters with all of the infrastructure that exists and they can basically yep. just use it for their own personal I know what movie didn't get didn't get funded because George Lucas and Steven Spielberg made this hate fest about women and foreigners yeah like basically this like very hateful piece of cinema that's very negative about almost everyone in it yeah and it's like and and, and again it's so difficult to understand because Last Crusade is so good, and because Raiders is so good, the movies on either side of this, and because so many of the mo other movies these two individuals have made have been so good and so influential that they got this blank check to basically like, yeah, go and make your divorce picture about how women are all stupid and useless, yeah. and how foreigners go, are all pathetic. Go to and India. Oh no, India is not letting you film here because they, they they see how offensive your script is. Okay, go to Sri Lanka then. And you can make your horrible movie there, like it's it is bizarre. And I think that question of what films didn't get made, and I tell you what films didn't get made: films directed by women, films <laughs> written by women, films starring, and films for women. Like these are the films that we lose because these fucking like toads sitting on you know on their uh, <laughs> just just completely covering the 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 production money that exists. For these type of movies in the 80s it's very it's very galling isn't it actually um it's very upsetting so oh the, the uh, we're not gonna go long on this because we, can we talk about get... the cult can we talk about the the, the cali mark cult let's maybe I'd like liked, yeah. have a bit of a palate cleanser let's talk I'm gonna about some things we've liked can I defend? Can I defend this movie just for a moment? No, as... obviously not. From what we've discussed, but you can, <laughs> you can talk about things you liked in the movie. Okay. So we've let's pretend there's a different way that we set up that these stones are missing. Let's not have these poor wretched um, Indian villages like uh, part of the plot. Let's just say. We land somewhere and the stone is gone. And the stone's important because it keeps everything in balance. There's been more earthquakes. There's been pestilence. Let's say, here's an idea, Sam. They crash land. They go to the local village. And wouldn't you know it, there's an archaeologist there doing a dig. And he knows Indiana Jones by reputation. And he says, yeah, an Indian archaeologist. While you're here, say the, 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 play, the boat isn't coming. The boat's going to be a week. While you're here, 
come to the dig, have a look around. I'd really appreciate your input. And then yeah. it's like we can set up the mythology of in Raiders, for instance, you get to um, CIA guys who come to see Indiana Jones to talk to him about um, Ravenwood and about what the Nazis are doing in Egypt. And they basically set out the plot of the movie. You could have that scene. It's useful sometimes to set out what the stakes are and what what will happen. Because, for instance, in this movie, what will happen largely if if Indiana Jones hadn't been involved is the British army would have appeared at the end just like they fucking did and shoot all these bad guys anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good note. I really like it. I think if you make the archaeologist Indian, maybe it's even a woman. Crazy, I know. Uh, that would be a good improvement. You could even, Sam, because this is the prequel, you could even have it be the French guy from the last movie. Oh, wow. They be... call him Belloc. Belloc. But you could also then have, like, some, you could still retain some of the darkness because this is the bit that actually I I and and going into the Kalimar stuff and the the, the, the you know the thuggy um, uh, cult is I really quite like how dark it is in some senses. The subject matter is scary, and I think that Indiana Jones veers towards that in the other movies. Raiders is a bit dark at the end with the face melting, like. And um, Last Crusade has its, again, moment, but really, it doesn't really... keeps it quite light, you know, it's Raiders just the wrath is, of God. Raiders is a lot darker than, than Last Crusade, again, yeah. having watched it yesterday. But, but, but there are people dying, people getting shot, there's the Nazis threatening to burn this woman's face off. So some of the tone comes from that. Yeah. And obviously, but, I think Last Nazis... Crusade, I think, is a departure from that generally, where it's much more fun and much lower stakes. The Nazis Not the lower stakes, it... but much more silly. Yeah, and the Nazis keep it light in in an odd way, don't they? Because it's the eighties, and Nazis are just a thing from the past, not like actual because you don't need to show them doing horrible things like pulling people's hearts out because they're the Nazis. We know they're bad guys, so you the don't really need cut. to like set that up. So, so I like the darkness, and I want to see more of that. And I think actually, you could have then Indy, you could have the moral quandary of like, why is he doing this? Why is he helping these kids that are that are you know made our, our local um, archaeologists as as it's like because he says you know there might be treasure as well, and he's like, oh treasure, eh? Well, okay, and we get to see the fact that Indy this is this is set before um, the, the you know raiders, so we get to see the fact that he was a bit more of a you know he's a bit more morally ambiguous at the start of his adventuring career i guess and then we go on with the movie so when we get into the kalimar stuff you could actually then develop some kind of moral through pot uh, through thing for indy to um like uh work through because when he gets turned when he gets turned into the the baddie when he drinks the blood which, by the way, is fucking terrifying. Like, the whole cup thing and, like, what the shit? This is insane. But when that happens, it it's not for any reason. There's no thematic reason for that to happen other than, oh, Indy's bad guy now. Cool. He'll come back. Of course he will. Whereas, actually, what I would love to have explored is, like, actually, Indiana Jones gets to indulge in his evil side and we get to see him be a bit more evil for maybe even a little bit longer but it would at least, but but that would maybe create a space for Willie to like snap him out of him, and and the fact that she could then be the one who reforms him and says, "You're not, you're not going to be a scoundrel. You're going to save the day." You know, and she would be the one bringing a bit of moral compass to this. Now, again, yeah. yes, it is gendered, obviously, and all that stuff. I'm just just working with what we've got, and so I think you could then have the whole Kalima evil thing, like actually be a. Th- a theme in the movie that, that would He's extend that beyond, would like maybe matter. Exactly, that, that we could have something that's not just oh, evil guys are evil. And well, it comes down to the like the the whole movement of we're now in the mine, uh, the haunted mine uh, thing is. Yeah, it comes down to like a really poorly constructed movie, where essentially it means that the first act is the Shanghai bit which is 13 minutes long. The second act is their brief stay in the hotel, you know, the haunted hotel. And then it's the mines. And it's like, and there's no, 
there's no mid mid movie no lull. There's no all is lost movement at the end of the at moment at the end of the second act. It's all just one long, exhausting action scene that goes on for way too long. In parts, isn't particularly well shot or scripted. Like when short and round is like bowling over these Aladdin baddies like Skittles. <laughs> he is. He's like yeah. hitting them with a bit of wood, and they're like falling over backwards, and and it's like. What are we doing? <laughs> the tone is just so all over the place, and it's and short man's a big part of that. Obviously, they want to have the kid there because kids are precocious. I mean, it's going to make kids go want to go and see the movie. You know, he is cute, he is funny. It's a good like comedic thing for for Indy to play off. Um, he cares about kids. That's a bit of a save the cat moment as well for him in the movie. Yeah. But and, and I think it then just turns it into like. Peewee's adventure and it's it's like well true pick one we can either have yeah. this gritty like um murder cult and indiana jones nearly dying and, and murdering you know being blood mad or whatever and then saving all the children at the end or we can have you know the goonies and and kind of pick one you do you know what i mean like <laughs> choose 100%. one and 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 i think short like short Rand's a great character i think and kwan is doing a fantastic job as a kid like oscar oscar winner Let's just not let's just make yeah. it out of that. Uh, you know, forty years later, which is pretty fucking that's what a career path that is. Um he said he said that he didn't think the portrayal of the character was racist. I'm not gonna make judgment on that particularly, but I I don't think compared to the rest of the movie that his that character comes across as I don't think it's racist. inherently racist. I don't think that Indiana Jones treats it's a bit tropey, isn't it, with like the... a person of colour. I think it's more Ultimately, and this is maybe not the best, uh, you know, acid test, but like if you re- if you recast Short Round as a as a white kid, does the character change? And the answer yeah. is not really. And I don't just know the language, that's a good maybe just his or... like speech or whatever. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. there's lots of there's lots of people who are better placed to talk about that. But like you're right, all of that works well, and it's light and it's fun, and it's great, and it's like every every scene with Short Round, and I'm enjoying because he's. He's having, he's having fun. The character and the actor as well, and so then you end up with this great like dynamic. But then all of that, of course, is stolen by the fact that oh shit, there's a bunch of child slaves over there. What the fuck are they doing? You know, what yeah. I mean, it's, just... it's pretty grim. Um, it's also not well explained. I mean, I'm not a, I don't run a haunted mine. That's not my business. It's not my, um, it's not my sector. Hey, um, hey, you didn't deny you've not got child slaves though. So I'm gonna call you <laughs> I out on that. I do one. not now and have never had child slaves. That is illegal and immoral. When did you stop having uh, child slaves? I said I do not now, nor have I ever <laughs> had child slaves. Um, it's gonna get bogged down in this. It's gonna haunt one of us when we run for political office. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of like it seems odd that they're all child slaves because. Again, if you were running a labor-intensive business, the only reason to hire child workers is because you can pay them less than you pay adult workers. But if you're not paying them, you may as well have the adults, no? Mm. Enslaving people, you may as well have the people that can lift twice as much and do all of that. That's just a bit of a logical inconsistency. Yeah, um, it, 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 it reminds me of um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, you know, when they've... They've stolen all the child, child catcher, catcher has stolen all the kids, and they're all living underground under the under the massive Bavarian castle, and it's like, why, why, <laughs> why? Because they find kids annoying. All right, but now they're living under your castle. That's going to be a problem. Like you got to feed kids. You got to feed them. They're going to make noise. They're going to be like. Like it just, in in a lighthearted romp like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang that is four hours long, whatever. That's fine. If it's but for when... the Goonies, it's like, oh, we're gonna free all these child slaves. And that's we're children, so that's therefore what we would care about. Yeah, I think part of it is like, I think by having the the slaves be children, I think the idea is to make it be a little bit less impactful than actual slavery. Um, See, but surely that's worse. But, well, I don't know. They're cheering and they're running around at the end, and I just think that 
Yeah, but they're getting whipped in the meantime. There's I know, I've got scenes. good. There's scenes of children it's, it's getting... troubling and a poor decision. And just generally, like, why do you need I, it? I, I mean, we're, we're not arguing. If they're all just like... The yeah, idea but... is that they, they, these, these thuggy are taking locals and sacrificing them. And, and that is kind of an idea I'm like, oh, okay. So they've said, can you go and rescue the people that we know? And I'm trying to think there's another movie that's that's similar where they go somewhere to rescue their friends and actually there's loads and loads of people there. The da- Do you know what I'm thinking of? 100 Mon Dalmatians. Um, <laughs> but it's the same thing, right? Cruella Deville has all of these puppies so that she can make a coat, right? In this movie, nice. they've got all of these people so they can sacrifice them, right? They say, we need you to go and save our Dalmatians. There's 101 of them. They all escape at the end. Fine. Loads in common. I don't know why that just came into my head. 101 um, child slaves. That's that's exactly. the movie that we're but, writing right now. And then you have them in shackles and they're being whipped and they're mining something. Um, and it's <laughs> yeah. all a bit unclear. And, and, and the, right, so just to bring us back a second, they also talk about this five stones. And he's trying. they're trying to bring together the five stones. Are they mining for just the give stones? Me a three-minute scene where you tell me some made-up mythology about these are the five stones of Vishnu and they represent the five or six possibly arms of Vishnu. And that's like a, a thing. And legend says if they're all brought together, they will give the, 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 the bearer, you know, unlimited life or something. But all of this you could have from the Sultan, you could have from the Maharaja um, of of the, uh, if it was an adult. You could have the, it from the, the village table. elder that they meet at the very beginning. Yeah, whatever. But but either way, you need it presented, don't you? You can allow Shay, you could tell them at the beginning. Anyone, please, God. Let's let's talk about let's talk about the elephant in the room here that is the racism in this movie. Let's just dive in. I think we've 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 this. This we're not, the racism we're not, we're... in this movie, Sam, is is cartoonish. It's the sort of racism where somebody decides they want to set their movie in India and they know nothing about India, they don't know where it is on a map, they've never met an Indian person, and they don't care. Yeah. They've written the movie and then that's what they're gonna shoot. And that's why the country of India said, No, actually I think that movie portrays our people and our culture in a negative fashion and therefore we won't allow you to film You're it. That should have been a hmm, maybe it's insensitive and maybe it's 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 maybe it's informed <laughs> by it's informed by colonial racism, this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's so it's so I think the cartoonishness is why watching this as a kid and and all the adults who who watch this with us as well, because you know, it was the nineties, and it's. It, I, don't, I just don't think that awareness was was necessarily there, and probably in the eighties, it probably wasn't really that. Like, you don't really see it. I don't think. I think it's so exaggerated that it's almost it almost passes, and it's not until you think, like, especially going into that village for the first time, like, oh my god, and the food, and the way that there's and the flies on the food. And Kate Catshaw is absolutely disgusted by these people and what they're eating, and and even when he says that's more than these people eat in a week, I'm like, is it? I mean, I do think I there's mean, a way that something like that could be impactful. The I, I didn't, I found the castle stuff way more offensive, and, and the mind oh, stuff. oh, we're not even getting. Um, I found it. that to be like. <laughs> In a different movie, if you're going in a different direction, then then maybe that is like a... Actually, in a movie where we then talk about, well, why do these people have nothing to eat? Oh, it's because the British Empire is raping the country for every natural resource it's yeah, possibly or, got. Like, that, then you're you saying something. If you're you just having want... it because your perception is that these people are poor, hungry, uh, the way that the movie portrays them, again, stupid, greedy yeah. when we get but, to the castle there's all these import- fat people in brown face hold on though, slopping hold on. down eyeball soup <laughs> God. but importantly you're not making yeah you think they're poor and you think that they're you know disgusting or whatever in the writing process and you're not even willing to get the movie to do anything about that like that's the thing that i think if 
if it, it's so incidental to the plot, these people do not have to be there. They do not have to be this wretched. They do not have to be this poor and this living in these hovels and so desperate because it doesn't it doesn't affect the plot in any way. The only thing that is important is that their kids have been stolen, and so I think that's fine. And and so when they're when they're so desperate, it's like well it, maybe. They say, oh, the crops have been destroyed or whatever, but you actually you could make it much more impactful and say, these this this tribe, this clan who's going out, they they're destroying the, the the they're going around messing people up, you know, like you could do something more impactful to show that actually or once these guys are gone mythology and it's like, Well the stone's gone and prosperity's gone and then it's we will return the stone and then everything will be fine and and again there's Which, a magical element to these interactions where that, magic they? does yeah. exist yeah. you know the ark of the covenant we get and and you know the grail stuff like but the movie I... isn't really interested in any of that i don't think this movie is any different if magic doesn't exist yeah Let's except for the magic that. of plain fuel but yeah. you know move on with eyeball soup chilled monkey brain snake surprise the the, the, the scarab beetles these, I mean, this scene is unbelievable. And yet, I remember thinking this was hilarious. As, as a kid, I remember thinking... <laughs> Kids are all racist, just to be clear. Kids <laughs> yeah, are I racist was, as well. I, I was particularly <laughs> racist, it seems, um, because I thought this was fucking hilarious. Because it's, it's so exaggerated, it's set up to be so extreme, that you think that... I mean, the fact that there's a little bit, there's a bit of animal cruelty here. I mean, you know, I don't give a fuck about eels particularly, but there's they, they cut open the snake and the eat, live eels come out, and you're like, in in a Hollywood movie, this shouldn't be happening. I know it's the '80s, but still, like so much of and so much of the in, in um, the 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 racism and the insensitivity, it feels like we're watching something from the 1940s and 50s. Like, it really, really does feel like we've gone that far back, not in the mid-80s. And, like, I just want... Your thing about, oh, we're in India and we're not going to give... We don't give a fuck what India's really like and this is what we're going to present it as. It's fine, but it, it pushes on to, like, active hatred at some points, doesn't it? I think this scene is yeah. particularly yeah. bad for that. No, it's, it's absolutely racist and it's... And like I said, it's this it's this um systemic racism which is that like you said, there's loads of like colonial era like cartoons and propaganda and stories about again, these are not my views or the views of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, about native peoples and their strange and disturbing customs that upset Western, you know, outlooks and things like that. And and but what you can't forget is that this movie was made by lots of grown up grown adult men and women who should have looked at this and said hmm are we maybe implying that all indians are either um starving pathetic villagers without dignity slaves or fat greasy greedy people who sit and eat monkey brains and eyeballs for fun and it's chilled monkey brains it's the way it's portrayed and it, it it's not None of these people are the bad guys. That's the most shocking thing here, is that no one at this banquet, apart from the Maharaja, who isn't even a bad guy because he's brainwashed, No one. <laughs> yeah. these aren't the bad guys. These aren't the ruling class who are oppressing the poor people in the countryside. These are just other guests at this dinner who are irrelevant to the movie, who don't appear again. There's no Hans Blow Blofeld just like, like... stroking a cat, and then he comes back in the final act, and it turns out he's pulling all the strings. They yeah. have no connection with the bad guys. It's just like the villagers. It's just like the villagers, isn't it? And that's the thing of like, well, it doesn't. We, we we they don't need to be there, and and so their portrayal doesn't need to be there, and thus it's purely just for fun, like as it were, for you know, for, for Lucas and Spielberg to be just absolutely reveling on these on these. Look at tropes. these disgusting people and the disgusting things they're doing, and 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 even the cult thing later on, and and there's like a. Like the the betrayal of the when they're all chanting, like it's, I, I'm I, this is absolutely not my view, but this, I think I think this is how it's portrayed. Is like it's it's almost like swarm like, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like they feel like it's yeah. animalistic, 
And I think it's so racially tinged. It's not just that these people are all brainwashed. It's that they're brown and, you mix and they're, it and you and mix they're brainwashed. It with the, the blood and the and the brainwashing oh. and then the voodoo dolls later on. And it's like, oh. what are we doing? Who wrote this? Like, <laughs> it's yeah. just... It's just poor. It's right. poorly thought out. It's poorly thought out, right? I I want to keep us moving because we can we can decry this movie all day. Let's talk about the last act. Let's talk about the from the point where Indy turns. I love Harrison. We haven't talked about Harrison Ford in this. I think he's fucking bringing it. He is so good in this movie. It's it, it he's he's just excellent and he's bring when he when he turns evil. I love I love the possessed look in his face. Like as much like Harrison Ford has that intangible something that is that he's able to deliver um these lines and this performance really well but the once he becomes free and they're trying to escape there's a good 45 minutes left of this movie so and it's i know like one long chase scene oh. where they turn every corner every corner they turn the minecart scene seemed to go on for about three hours um, i don't know how long it actually was they're all about two hours these movies right and lucas generally goes for about two hours which i think is probably about right most you know we, we joke about a 90 minute movie but actually two hours is probably good enough to give you a good long experience in the cinema and it's all fine but i think you need at least 10 minutes gone from this probably 15 minutes gone we can cut some of the minecart stuff we can cut oh, a lot of just break these scenes up because it's so hard. It's so hard to. It's like these Fast and Furious movies. It's so hard to keep looking at the screen when every action sequence is forty-eight minutes long. Yeah. yeah. And you know, in the minecart thing goes straight from the indie being evil thing, which then and then goes straight into the running along the cliffs thing, which goes straight into the bridge thing, which is the final like act, the final action of the movie. And by the time you're on the bridge, you're like, "What are we doing?" Because yeah, the bad just guys never the defeat for me. They have all of these things, and we're just running away from bad guys. But, and but then the also... British army appears and saves the day. And it's like, I'm sorry, I've had quite enough of white saviors in the last hour. Thank you. Yeah, I know it's really, and and I think I think a lot of it's because we don't have that, um, we don't have that really good bad guy either. Like he's not no. really, he's not really, you know, he's not any more really exceptional. Care. He's poorly. He explained you don't understand what he wants i don't think performance is like that good either i think it's just kind of standard big wide-eyed bad guy you know there's not really a lot going on there and i think that if you if you but if you cut that last act if you get rid of five minutes of minecart if we maybe have um a kind of b plot almost of like capture doing something maybe she gets to have <laughs> like an action scene maybe she gets to have a little bit where they get split up and and then he says like maybe she's got to go get the stones maybe she has to rescue the stones you know and that be the role that she plays it would at least give us indy's getting these the shit kicked out of him and she's you know she's trying to find the stones and then short rounds doing his thing and then they get together but... at least somebody throw a pie yeah i mean we get we do get some cool deaths we get the death. Visually, visually, this is a very cool movie. I do think that it looks pretty good. I like a lot of the stunts and the set design. Um, I like the. I really like the bridge scene at the end. It's stupid as sin, but I, I really enjoyed it. I think that yeah. it's like a. It's it's visually amazing, isn't it? It's visually amazing, and you're not going to get anything as like you, that's what you're going to get in, in a movie like this with this budget and all that. Like, so it's almost. Well, yeah. I'm not going to give you points for it, movie. <laughs> like this, exactly. you just do what you're supposed to do, which is give us, give us good sets and all that stuff. So, yeah, and it's kind of the tragedy. And again, going back to it, it's the tragedy of this movie that, yes, George Lucas is a racist piece of shit, and that is absolutely fact. Watch any of his movies. Um, I don't know. What, are you saying that are you saying that George Lucas could like find racism in his characters in the voids of space? Yeah, I'm I, saying that George Lucas could invent could invent a a galactic trade federation and then somehow make these green aliens a racist Chinese stereotype somehow. 
Well, it, you know, to me, it's a combination of uh, of of, of um, Asian racism and a bit of you know anti-Semitism as well there, which I think is just it's just charming. Oh yeah, just charming yeah. in those. Uh, in but regardless of George Lucas's racism, regardless of Steven Spielberg's daddy issues and girlfriend issues. Uh, again, refer to our back catalogue. We've talked a lot about Spielberg's daddy issues. Spielberg! <laughs> um, regardless of that, the two of them have made some astounding, influential movies. Spielberg especially is a really good director. He's made a lot of really good movies. Like, some of the best movies of the 1980s were directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Um, and, and you kind of see that in bits of this movie, where... You can see that they had certain set certain stunts they wanted to do, and they and they really work. Uh, but unfortunately, I you just need somebody like with the prequels. The prequels are a great example of like George Lucas having his hand at the wheel and, and everything going wrong. <laughs> you need so you need an adult in the room to be like George. That's great. I no, really George. love your enthusiasm. I really love no. all your ideas. But do you not think we're going to offend the entire nation of China with these aliens? You know, and that makes George, that, or you George, listen to me. Do you not think that India saying we can't film there because of the racism in our movie is maybe a wake up call to try and address the racism in our movie? Again, you just yeah. need somebody like Kasdan to be like to rein in some of the more extreme uh, views of these two people. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, and I'm I'm gonna you know what because they can do it. They did Raiders. Raiders was great. They did Last Crusade. Last Crusade is great. Last Crusade is the antidote to this movie. I know. I'm going to have to watch it very soon just to get this movie out of my system. But I'm, I'm for me, for me, right, because it's one of the ones I hadn't seen in many years, because it's one of the ones that I enjoyed as a kid, like <laughs> going back and watching it now, as much as it's abhorrent, but like there's also just this absolute disappointment. I'm just, I'm just disappointed I'm disappointed in you, George and Stephen. Like, how could you do this to me? Because I really liked it. I, I thought I liked this movie. I thought this was a movie that was going to be like, oh, yeah, it's yeah, it's a bit bad. But, you know, it's, yeah, like, you kind of... I tried to tell you, Sam. I tried to warn you, Sam. <laughs> I know you did. I told you. I know you did. And, and, the first 13 minutes are exquisite. They, they, it, it, it's so fun and perfect and a laugh. And... It feels like we were robbed of a good Indiana Jones adventure that happened yes. directly before the plot of this movie. Um, and it's a real shame. And uh, no, like, and... So many of the pieces are good. I think Kate Capshaw's good generally. I liked she's, her she's, in this movie. With what she's got. I just found myself yeah. wishing she had something to do. I think the chemistry with Harrison Ford is good. I think her chemistry with Short and Round is good. Um, I think maybe have her scream 45% less. But like ultimately, I think the cast is good. And obviously, they can make a fucking movie. But, you know, they just, oh, well, let's just turn another one of these out and it's fine. Sequels are never very good. Fuck it. Fuck you. You'll watch it. Yeah. It's very Fuck disappointing. You'll watch it. It's very disappointing. Never again. I think this is the last time for me. I think this is the last go round. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I was talking. I was speaking to Nicola about this, and she says, "Oh, do you think Callum? You're going to show them to Callum?" I was like, "I'm going to start with Last Crusade, and when he's a little bit older, I'm showing Raiders, and then I'll just say, well, you can watch.'" And they never made any more Callum. Yeah, because interestingly, though, we are getting to the we're, we're going to have some kind of date, an extra data point to first one good, second one crap, third one good, fourth one crap. The fifth one is just about to come out. Also crap, seemingly. I mean, I'm going to watch it before I make a judgment, but you're probably right. That's sometimes the case. There are some good signs. It's it. It's going to be shit because you know what? Because you know what? These movies, these movies, and these characters are self-contained in so many ways. The only, the only, the only additional data point. It's not quite a full movie, but the Young Indiana Jones TV series. Never saw. Have it. you? It must be on YouTube. It must. I can't imagine it's sure anywhere. It. It, you know what? I remember it being great. Basically, Indiana Jones is touring around with all of these nineteenth um, century figures, uh, like Teddy Roosevelt and stuff. I remember it being great. I also remember Temple Doom 
being great as well. So maybe don't trust my opinion on this. Yeah, we'll maybe, put, maybe put a pin in that, Sam. Uh, but I do have more or less unlimited time. Um, so yeah. yeah, well, I look forward to watching. Maybe we could do some Indiana Jones uh, further Indiana Jones. I want to watch Last Crusade, like almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, previous episode, by the way, previous episode, Last Crusade. Oh, did we do it already? Uh, we did a commentary oh. uh, in 2021. Wow. Wow. That yeah. is a long time ago. Well, until then... ago! <laughs> we can go back and watch those movies, and until then... And much like um... at the end of Raiders, Sam and I are, are turning to dust just from the passage of time. I know. It's horrific. It's horrific. Don't watch this well... movie, please. Save yourself. Go! Movie. Go! Run! Yeah.